week on the Tech on Tap podcast, Tim Doring joins us to discuss how NetApp approaches DevOps and how the Astra portfolio can help you get your organization there faster. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipoc. Zipoc. I love NetApp because it's so fun. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the basement of my house and with me today I have a special guest to talk to us all about DevOps at NetApp here. Uh, so to join us to do that, uh, Tim Daring, or is it Doring? Is it Doring or Daring? It's Doring. <laughs> Doring. All right. Tim Thanks, Doring Justin. is here. Uh, so Tim, what do you do here at NetApp and how do I reach you? I'm a product manager on the Astra team. Uh, so look at looking after our Kubernetes portfolio a little bit, um, specifically the sh- solution side. And the best way uh, probably to reach me is on uh, LinkedIn uh, or firstname.lastname at netapp.com. Maybe you could put a link in the show notes. Yep, we'll absolutely do that. Um, so uh, like I said, we're here to talk about DevOps uh, and, and specifically as, as it pertains to NetApp and what we do. And of course, we will talk about Astra a little bit um, since that is Tim's sweet spot. But First, Tim, uh, what is, I like to ask this question of everyone who comes on to talk about DevOps. What is your definition of DevOps? <laughs> yeah, there's really no clear-cut de- definition in the academic sense. There's no so. RFCs on DevOps. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a little bit of an Im- ambiguous term, but the, the way I'm, I'm really looking at, at, at this, and, and perhaps this is a little bit too much of a purist form, but it's essentially... Uh, for me, it's whenever we, whenever organizations come together. That means the from an organizational standpoint, having the development team and the operations team come together uh, to build better products, better software, um, to drive more innovation and drive revenue. <laughs> That's kind of my my high level high level answer. Um, but no, what 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 teams are are looking to do and and DevOps really being. Um, being kind of at the intersection there of culture, practices, uh, uh, tools, right? What the, the, the goal is really to uh, drive a better uh, customer experience, build better products, um, and uh, whether that's uh, increasing scalability, uh, uh, higher availability, uh, increased reliability of, of a software product, or, or just uh, being more flexible in the way you address uh, market dynamics. That's all kind of as the goal of, of, of DevOps. I think whenever you have a dev team and an ops team that's coming together for, for that, then you are on your way on your DevOps journey. Yeah, and I guess also the, the goal is to reduce the friction because what what normally happens, and it, it isn't just isolated to DevOps, it's with any sort of groups that have to work together. Every group has their own set of processes. Every group has their ways of communicating. So when you start to have developers and operations try to work together, it doesn't always work, right? <laughs> so, so you want to reduce that friction. You want to get things done faster and be more scalable and be more agile. So, so DevOps helps with that because now you're taking away that, that middleman, all that process, and you're basically merging the two concepts together and, and providing a better overall experience for the people trying to, to do the work with the applications. Yeah, that's absolutely right. There's a lot of people in there, a lot of psychology in there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all, that's all very true. And in, in a sense, yeah, getting, and I think this comes back to the point around that, that one definition around DevOps, 
I, I think the hardest part probably in that is, is to get people to to agree, uh, not to a definition, but like on how to work together in that in that setup. But um, the, the nice thing about, about DevOps, I, I, I think, is also that uh, the people who are involved, uh, they're uh, involved to the point where uh, a lot of the change that's coming about when an organization is moving um, towards uh, practicing DevOps, I'd say, uh, is that it's a little bit more bottoms up. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of uh, ways uh, the stakeholders can influence the, the way people are embarking on their DevOps uh, journey. Yeah. I'd say it, it's become more pervasive with the increase in the amount of cloud operations happening, right? So, so cloud has kind of made that pivot more of a real reality for a lot of companies because they've had to due to the way cloud works. Um, and when you start to incorporate cloud and the ease of use and the ease of creating your own, you know, volumes or compute, you start to get into that realm of what's known as shadow IT. So. Where does shadow IT and DevOps meet? Like, where does that, where is that line? <laughs> That's a, probably everywhere where people are trying to go, go faster and happen to have a credit card and can just acquire more resource to throw at a problem. Then, then shadow IT is obviously one, one, one challenge that can arise from that, from that setup. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little tricky. I'd say that shadow IT is DevOps, but DevOps is not shadow IT. I think that'd be the best way to kind of approach that. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, it's a um, shadow shadow IT for for me has this um, at least some malicious undertones, right? Where it does it sounds dark and sinister. <laughs> that, that's exactly that's exactly right. So when when you then have uh, groups that don't want to don't want to play ball, don't want to work together, uh, then when it's maybe a little easier uh, to overcome organizational challenges by yeah throwing throwing more resources at at, at a at a problem, run services, run software uh, separate from from the rest of the organization. That's uh, yeah, that's uh, obviously very problematic not just from a resource consumption standpoint but also just culturally right in that in that environment like get, getting that back into kind of a flow that everybody can agree on and everybody can 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 collaborate on on making things better that's that's going to be tough um yeah one of the things that shadow it covers is the storage and you know volumes and, and netapp is one of those things that you use to create those storage aspects right so that you know netapp's a storage company but mm -hmm. also a cloud company so naturally, we would fit in somewhere with DevOps. Um, so what is your take on NetApp's positioning with a DevOps environment? DevOps is, is, is luckily not a, not a product or a product feature that you just uh, throw, throw into two things. And so um, from a NetApp perspective, I think there are a number of uh, capabilities that we bring uh, to the table to Im improve DevOps uh, workflows, help companies uh, move to a yeah, to a DevOps uh, model if they so so choose. And I think where we'd come in um, is, is is less on the organizational side, obviously less on the people side, uh, but on the on the tool side of, of things and uh, helping with some of the navigate some of the technologies involved. You you mentioned on-prem and, and 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 cloud, and I think yeah, we we really straddle uh, the, all those locales. But the 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 
technologies and tools I would I would highlight here where, where NetApp can help is uh, one uh, the configuration management and this is predominantly what I what I what I'm referring to is some of the incredible uh, automation uh, that we have around ONTAP. Uh, and uh, with with Ansible, um, that's that's just a phenomenal capability um, to help customers automate a lot of the infrastructure pieces under underneath, whether they're on prem or or the cloud. Um, so so that's a that's a super important uh, area. Um, the the next one is. Uh, yeah, containers and, and Kubernetes, I'll, I'll just lump them together uh, here. There's a, a number of, of, of tools in, in that area. And in my introduction, you, you talked about NetApp Astra. Uh, uh, NetApp, NetApp Astra is kind of the, the suite of, of products or the platform of products here uh, that's helping with uh, container with uh, data management and uh, uh, data protection and then uh, moving data and uh, storing data um, for, for Kubernetes. And then uh, there, there's another um, uh, another area of, of, of products uh, in, in the Spot uh, portfolio, specifically Spot Ocean, um, that's helping with uh, some of the cloud optimization. Uh, so I, I think it's those three really that address uh, or help customers in the, in the realm of DevOps um, that I would highlight here. Yeah, I mean, you have you have your storage backend, of course, with ONTAP. You have storage grid, of course, if you're doing S3. You have your cloud offerings, and like you said, Spot, um, Astra. And, and Astra kind of gets into another realm of kind of DevOps ancillary, right? So it's not just standing up containers or running Kubernetes. There's, there's also other aspects to that, like protecting the Kubernetes environments. So tell me a little bit more about what Astra offers with a DevOps spin. Yeah, so on the on the Astra side, um, I, the from a DevOps perspective, uh, I think what is what is most important here is that we uh, put some of the data protection, data movement, uh, data management capabilities um, at, at the fingertips of of DevOps uh, teams. Um, and, um, and and storing data is, is part of that as well. So um, as a DevOps team is perhaps em em embracing some of the uh, technologies that we talked about, containers and Kubernetes, um, putting them into a position where uh, out of the context of the application, we can now uh, store data and then uh, subsequently manage and protect that data, move that data. Uh, that's where, where we come in um, without kind of disrupting um, the, the workflow of the, of the DevOps team. And I mean, I'm kind of lumping this all together now in DevOps team, but that, what I mean by that is the, the folks maybe with more of an operational focus or the folks with more of a development focus, uh, both equally get some capabilities out of, out of the Astra platform there. Um, again, all with the um, having the capabilities of, of, of storing data in the right way are durable and persistent, um, being able to then um, also uh, protect that data uh, with snapshots and, and, and backups from a, a technology side of things, and then also moving it around, whether that's uh, different Kubernetes clusters, for instance, or, or different clouds. Um, uh, that's, that's what we put at the fingertips with, with the Astra uh, platform. And there's also, you know, the newer aspect of it where you bring that storage closer to the Kubernetes cluster. And that's with the, the localized storage using Astra Data Store. Um, so tell me a little bit more about how that all works and why that's ad advantageous to a DevOps environment. So, yeah, this is actually super exciting. Um, just last week. 
uh, we opened up the early access program for Astra Data Store. Uh, Astra Data Store is a software-defined storage platform. And the, the new thing about it is uh, that it's storage in Kubernetes uh, for Kubernetes. So we essentially take your virtualized disks out of your uh, server and uh, pull that storage from multiple servers together and make it available to your other Kubernetes applications on your on your worker nodes. And the other exciting thing here in the early access program is that we also allow that storage to be consumed by uh, legacy workloads like virtual machines. So as part of this early access program, you can also access the storage from uh, and out of a VMware uh, and Vivol context. Uh, in the DevOps uh, context, uh, yeah, I, I think especially as, as uh, uh, people are, are using all of these technologies that we that we talked about, uh, virtualization, um, Kubernetes, as they're as they're mixing and matching those technologies with their workloads and their applications. Um, uh, we we make the storage available to those contexts uh, uh, contexts and and that's the that's the important thing here from a, I think from a DevOps perspective getting getting storage as close to the the team that is not just developing the application or running the application but but also maintaining the application as part of that DevOps effort I think that's uh, uh, yeah that's the that's the 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 super high level overview on this one. Yeah, and another aspect of the Azure Data Store piece is, you know, since you don't have to go into a ONTAP system or a storage grid system or, you know, even a cloud instance, having that localized storage makes it a lot easier for the DevOps mentality to provision storage to that Kubernetes cluster because, again, it removes that friction. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, uh, the, the storage decision is obviously something that sometimes you, you, you'll have that in, in the DevOps team um, that, that is uh, tasked with building a particular product or, or, or service. Um, and, and so, yeah, they, they might opt to solve some of their storage problems with Astro Data Store and get that storage service uh, as close to the application as, as, as possible. In some other cases, um, yeah, storage might be, might be solved through, through, a more, um, through, through an ONTAP array or through some of our storage uh, services, um, yeah, depending on, um, depending on what, the, what the use case is. So as far as DevOps goes, I mean, we mentioned the cloud kind of being accelerant, right? Like, like that's going to that's pushing people more towards a dev, devops mentality but there's a considerable amount of people still running everything on prem or at least a large portion of their environment on prem so does devops only apply to cloud or does it all also fit into the on prem mentality that we see out there uh, I, <laughs> I I think in terms of locales, it's all of the all of the above. Um, I, I I do agree uh, with the notion that that uh, some of the cloud resident workloads uh, they they oftentimes start with kind of a DevOps uh, mindset. I think you'll you'll find uh, the desire to to go to something that uh, looks a little bit more like uh, DevOps uh, acro across locales um, and and uh, trying to benefit of that way of of doing things in in all locales. Is cloud an accelerant? Uh, yes, probably. Um, 
but yeah, if, if, if we're looking at some, some of our large customers um, who are certainly using cloud, but they, 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 use, they, they use the practices uh, really across locales, across clouds, um, whether that's on-prem or, or a hyperscaler. So another aspect of this, when you start to think about on-prem versus cloud, is, is the movement between on-prem and cloud and the data going from one place to another. Um, how does Astra help with that, or, or does it even help at all with this? No, uh, d- data mobility is absolutely, uh, absolutely an important aspect uh, to um, to the Astra story. The data mi- migration is, uh, is is orchestrated through NetApp Astra, so uh, mo- moving the data, uh, as I mentioned, I think earlier, between clusters, between clouds, that's something that Astra orchestrates. Yeah, and um, it, it's using essentially cap- capabilities in in both the Astra product as, as well as some of the connect- Connected uh, storage system. So whether that's um, Astra, Astra Data Store, whether that's an ONTAP array, whether that's uh, cloud volumes, as, as well as the, the first-party cloud services that are using ONTAP and the NetApp technology and the NetApp data fabric, uh, those all been, with those products all coming together, that's how you get that data mobility uh, across clouds. Yeah, and, and Astra is, you know, particularly the control center piece is, is a way to kind of help centralize all that, right? Your your typical quote unquote single pane of glass, right? We love to say that word, but <laughs> a way to to tie it all together, right? Yeah, that uh, that definitely centralizes these these workflows around data protection, data movement. Um yeah. Data management, that's all in 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 Astro control specifically as a as a as a product. But more broadly speaking, uh, my my answer uh, around NetApp Astro covering covering all these all these aspects. Um, that's more the broader answer. But yeah, Astro control is the the product that makes it happen. Yeah. So um, I understand you've written a series of blogs on this. So tell me a little bit about how those came together. Like, what was the the driving force behind that? As well as what you know, what are you trying to cover and accomplish with the blogs? Yeah, we were we were sitting uh, t- together a, a few of uh, our friends in uh, tech marketing. That's Alan Cowles, uh, Nikhil uh, uh, Kulkani. Uh, we and um, Niraj and I were sitting together and uh, and and talking about how how Astro Control specifically as a product uh, could help with some of the DevOps workflows and and so um, Astro Control as the as the the piece of of software that helps with the data protection and data mobility aspects we we were um, we were talking about some of the customer projects that we we had seen and. Um, the one, the ones about around DevOps came came to mind. So we looked at essentially how can we how can we make this even easier, right? I mean, having uh, you mentioned the single pane of glass, Astro control, Astro control as single pane of glass, uh, that's that's nice. But what about the automation capabilities that we have in in that product and the APIs that exist? And so we essentially just generically um, wanted to just showcase how. A DevOps workflow, uh, meaning, um, and again, we, we try to make this as generic as, as possible, um, a, a workflow where we essentially have uh, source code that gets uh, automatically built and, and, and deployed in, in, um, on a Kubernetes cluster. How can we help with uh, some of the 
data protection problems, the data management problems that customers are asking us about. And so in this uh, in this series, we we essentially looked at that theme and then just picked on a few few different aspects of of that workflow. Um, that's that's how we came up with that with that blog series, and we we've really. Yeah, turned this into almost like an episodic format there. But in the first blog, for instance, we look at just the protection piece of things, right? As as that application is going through that workflow, is going through that uh, that pipeline, that CI/CD pipeline in Jenkins, we essentially looked at okay, as part of that pipeline, uh, could we um, what can what workflows uh, do we get asked about, and what could we trigger in that in that pipeline? And so the one one thing in that first blog that we that we showcased is yeah, from that Jenkins pipeline, uh, we can trigger a data protection workflow, uh, specifically a, a backup of that application um, just before. Uh, a new version is is rolled out and is deployed onto our Kubernetes cluster, and uh, so uh, that that obviously we, we we try to again make that a, a little bit more generic and um, documented uh, what we did there, what we put together in terms of uh, custom code, meaning the, the the Jenkins files and and so on, and then uh, wrote a wrote a blog uh, around it, and uh, yeah, that's what you'll find on cloud.netapp.com slash blog. In the episode or the, the blog post thereafter, we looked at just the recovery of, of that backup. And so so from, from there, we're, we're trying to build out just a, a showcase of how do customers use this today? Uh, how could this be used? And, and just giving you the, the concrete examples of what we've done. And you can essentially clone that Git repo that is part of the blog post and, and, and try it yourself um, uh, if, if you want to. So having putting that essentially what we showcased, having that S code uh, as part of the the blog, um, that that also will hopefully enable a few few people to to just give this a give this a try. How how easy it is to integrate some of the data management capabilities from from Astro Control uh, specifically into into their uh, CI/CD uh, pipeline. So that's that's what we try to do with that blog. Um, thus far, we have. Uh, three posts out there. Um, we're, we're looking to add a couple, up, a couple more here in the coming months, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, exciting to see some of the the feedback come come in. Uh, that is both from from our field as well as customers who've, who've seen it. So, what what's in the future? Like, what do you have in store for future blogs? Yeah, we're we're in the in the defining uh, phase still for 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 some of these. Um, we were just talking about that last uh, last week, so I, I don't have a uh, I don't have a list of of, of topics ready to go um, just yet, or at least I I, I don't want to share this right now. But uh, there's. Um, if we're, if we're looking at DevOps as as a topic and uh, NetApp Astra, perhaps more broadly. Uh, than uh, than Astro Control, uh, I can tell you there's a couple of very interesting and exciting uh, blogs that we're thinking about right now. Okay, and what about conference presences? Are you looking at any sort of future conferences like KubeCon or anything like that for this sort of topic? Yeah, uh, we 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 absolutely are. Um, the the one KubeCon is is one that we that we have looked at. Uh, and then the other one would be our own, the digital insight. Um, 
uh, still thinking about it. We we want to get a couple more uh, blogs out there in that series uh, before we before we turn it into a into a more formal session. All right, Tim. Sounds like we've got a lot to think about with DevOps. As far as getting some more information about DevOps, where are some places I can go? One place I can definitely recommend is uh, cloud.netapp.com/blog. That's that's probably a good place to to start. Do we have a landing page for DevOps? Like, I know we have landing pages for other we things. We do, but but then, yeah, we, we do. So the other place where you can find more information is uh, netapp.com slash DevOps dash solutions slash. And that's where you would find uh, kind of the areas where NetApp helps you with some of the, in some of the areas that I talked about, configuration management, Kubernetes and uh and containers, uh, that's also a good place to start. Yeah. And if you're interested in, in a community kind of approach where we have a Slack channel, there's the pub. So you can go to, you know, the pub.io, I think it is, or netup.pub.io. What is it? Netup. Netup.io is what it is. Netup.io. Um, that's where you can find the pub, uh, the Slack channel, information about DevOps, information about Trident. Um, the Slack channel is great because we have actual developers that work on Trident and Astra in there to answer your questions. So if you run into an issue and you really need help trying to resolve that issue, uh, the Slack channel will get you that answer pretty quickly. So um, earlier we talked about Astra Data Store. So tell me a little bit more about that and where to find that information. Yeah, the best way to 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 find this is uh, is on our Astra Data Store um, product product pages. Um, you'll 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 find this on. Uh, uh, well, let's put a link in the show notes. How about yeah, that? yeah, we don't want to we don't <laughs> want to be calling out giant links here in the in the audio because people won't be able to understand that. <laughs> um, again, Tim, uh, if we wanted to reach you, how do we do that? Uh, first name, last name at netapp.com. So uh, yeah, Tim, uh, thanks again for joining us and talking to us all about NetApp and DevOps. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via techcontactpodcast.com. If you'd like to share today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Tim Doring for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.